The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody and welcome to a surprise episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and joining me for today's little bonus Saturday episode, or whatever day of the week you're listening to, um, to it, uh, Mr. Brian Finch. Brian, thank you for joining me this Saturday morning, bud. I uh, I really, really appreciate uh, us no, you joining me for just a you know a little little surprise pop up episode. It's been a wild week, so uh, scheduling had to be a little wild as well. well. Yeah, it's something that could not wait. We there's too much big stuff going on. There's rumored things still going on, potential big things going on. So if we waited till a Monday or Tuesday episode drop, I think everyone would be like, "Yeah, that's Ugh. like a week old." Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And then, you know, that's the, that's the craziness of the world of sports and, uh, you know, about staying current and stuff as current as you possibly can. And especially, too, with like recording times that we have right now, it's not as easy to just keep up on the go. We do our episodes uh, and then tons of stuff happen afterwards. Tons of stuff, have, you know, happen in the evenings. We can, you know, we can get to it the, the following episode, but even then, maybe it's a little too late. So what we decided to do today. Is uh is just kind of discuss some of the biggest moves because over the last couple of days there have been some significantly big moves. Uh, if you're on social media at this point, you know, uh, kind of what's going, what's what has transpired. It's been a huge power shift. Uh, the AFC West is probably the best division in football right now. Um, AFC North is really strong at young quarterbacks. Uh, the bills have been having an outstanding, you know, uh, free agency class and uh, the NFC just looks weaker and weaker. Like they get every single day, every single move that is made. It is this, the last two years have been good. Very fun with the shakeup of certain players, right? Tom Brady moving on from the Patriots to, to Tampa Bay, uh, you know, me getting to watch Phil Rivers go from LA to Indianapolis. And there's been, you know, so many major shakeups, you know, Matthew Stafford going to LA so many major shakeups, but I don't know if it's recency bias, but this one year seems even crazier than the last two combined. Yeah. I got a text from my brother and he said, most off seasons are crazy. This one is bat shit. Crazy. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing to which I just replied this off season's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fun though, in the way that I think that majority of GMs are existing in a world where they understand that taking big risks rarely set you back so far that you can't get back to where you already were. 
it's not that big of a deal to swing on three first round picks because you can hit on picks two through seven or two through five or two through four. And you have a good draft class. It doesn't take much to have a good draft class. So the idea of acquiring known talent in a Russell Wilson, or I suppose also in a Deshaun Watson, of course we'll get into him and his situation is beyond murky. Um, I I think the Rams did a lot of good for the league was saying F them picks. I, I, it's a, it, it shook me when I heard F them picks. I'm like, how dare you, sir? Those, <laughs> those picks are important. I spend a lot of time looking at tape, you know, listening to other people's opinions on said player. And it's, it's important. These things matter. No, no, they don't. What matters is understanding the value of everything that goes into building a team. Understanding the value of a quarterback, understanding the value of your pass rusher, understanding the value of your wide receiver. All these things matter. So I'm looking at you, Packers. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. The, the Packers. If all those things matter, <laughs> if they all matter, what are you doing? Yeah. It is wild in Packer land. I have a couple friends who are Packers fans, and they're just like, what is going on? Um, yeah, we're going to touch on that in a little bit, too, because Devontae Adams is a part of a massive, uh, uh, probably one of the biggest shockers of this this offseason. Definitely, probably the biggest shocker. Um, but yeah, there's been several, you know, big time signings, uh, shuffling of guys, people getting cuts, people getting re-signed uh, and stuff like that. But let's start off with your Buffalo Bills, who I, I think many would say, you know, are having a they're having a, a relatively successful uh, off season so far uh, signing, you know, uh, Von Miller was, was one of the bigger signings also bringing back some of their, um, their pieces that left last year to go to free agency. Um, they're really hitting, you know, they're, they're kind of in an F them draft picks like feeling as you know, at the, at the moment, it, it certainly seems like it they're making, I mean, I know Von Miller was a, was a free agency acquisition, but it's like, whatever we're draft for long term. we, it's win now, right now, because the Bills have been fringe over the last couple of years. They have to make splash signings. And I give them a lot of credit. You know, Brandon Bean is, in my opinion, one of, if not the best GM in the National Football League. It is amazing how quickly that he has turned around that Buffalo Bills roster. He knew how to develop, you know, get the right guy. Oh, maybe he, well, uh, we had a discussion last night when we were uh, uh, over cigars in, in, in March Madness that maybe he got lucky a little bit there, but he got, you know, he got Josh Allen and he built a team around him that, you know, that, and it's amazing now because people want to come to Buffalo. People are excited to come to Buffalo. Von Miller's signing is, is you know, extraordinary because he chose Los Angeles, you know, uh, one of the best places in the world to build a brand. Um you know, the pretty decent weather and it's a beautiful city to come to Buffalo. Um, and it was, he said it was one of the hardest decisions of his life. Buffalo has been built up to be a, a monster. And despite a lot of the moves that have happened this, you know, this year so far, I do believe that Buffalo is still is atop the food chain. Yeah. About time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so Bills, yeah, well, Bills <laughs> fans really don't know how to run with any of this because the the last time we got a big 
uh, signee, free agent signee, would have been Mario Williams. So the yeah. same style player, same caliber of player, just a pure dominant player at the pass rushing position, a Hall of Fame-ish player. You know, Mario, Mario will never end up in a Hall of Fame, but, you know, we knew back then that he literally was like, if not the best pass rusher in the league, he's definitely in the top three. Yeah. So that, that move got me to say this quote, which is from one of my favorite movies of all time. It comes from Chevy Chase playing the role of Clark Griswold. A little movie called National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yes, you know the line when he says, surprise, dad. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be any more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> That's how I felt about Mario Williams. That's how I felt about Von Miller. But this time, it's cushioned a little bit with understanding the power that Josh Allen brings. The power of the franchise quarterback d- superstar b- brings a, a new weapon to the table when acquiring players. Brandon Bean no longer has to overspend, nor would he have. I'm just saying in general, GMs at times have to overspend to get that player. Mm. (laughs) Excuse me. A little bit. Yeah. uh, It's allergy season. I get you. Yeah. 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 Others change. Yep. Spending money. You know, that's an allergy. (laughs) Allergic reaction to being bad. (laughs) I I think that I've never... um, Got, I was familiar with it because of New England being in my division, right? The Bills division. So I was familiar with, I want to go play with Tom Brady. I want to go play with Tom Brady. All these guys, they go sign there and it's like, we don't, we don't get anybody. Yeah. So to have it, the shoe on the other foot now, I understand that a lot of, of decisions are, are made just purely on strong belief in the teammates around you. It's something that outweighs money at times it's something that outweighs location at times when you can look around the locker room and you go i think this dude's an all pro i think this dude's an all pro i think this dude's a future hall of famer and josh allen like you're looking all around the room and it's easier to make those decisions um we're probably going to touch on Allen robinson you know finally getting that chance to look over in los angeles and go i want to go play with matt stafford yeah I want to play with Aaron Donald. I, I put me over there. Watch what I can do. So, you know, all the, all these moves that have happened um, in free agency, not trades, but just free agency. It, it shows that, you know, having hit on a player and then you reap all these other benefits from it that you, you know, it's nothing you're doing. It's not in your powers of GM. It's just this guy's special. I want to be special. I want to go play with him. And it makes the sell easier. So, I'm sure that Allen Robinson's sell was not hard at all. Hey, you're clearly the best wide receiver on the free agents market. Would you like to be playing with a guy that just won a Super Bowl? Oh, and, uh, you know, uh, Cooper Cup, who just had a, like, literally top five receiving season of all time. <laughs> right, right. And, and you know, I mean, Allen Robinson did get a nice chunk of change, too. He did get uh, paid pretty decently. I think he was looking at, like, 16, 17 a year. He would have got that either place he went. So Dude, that's true. That is true. Yeah. It is nice to see, though, especially with you know somebody who's who's, um, you know his, his his season got cut short last year. He's been banged up. I'm happy for Allen Robinson. A lot of people Me wanted too. Allen Robinson, you know, on their team, but 
Yeah, I mean, back to back to this Von Miller signing. It, it is it is really extraordinary because, I mean, we've looked at Buffalo the last probably mostly this past season, and it's like, what more do they have to do? All right, they have the superstar quarterback, they have the tier one quarterback, they have the 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 wide receiver one, they have the other you know the other wide receivers, they have a tight end finally. Offensive line could use a little work, of course. Um, and they have defensive pieces, though, linebackers, uh, decent, you know, a, de- a pretty decent pass rush. And they have uh, a really like a top five defensive back situation. What more do they have to do? What do you think that Von Miller really? I mean, obviously, that he's still got it, you know, of course. But what, what do you what do you think that Von Miller adds to your, your Buffalo Bills right now? He's 32, 33, I believe. And uh, mm-hmm. his contract was six years, 120 million which is a little, um, I do have to say this, it's a little misleading. It's it's front-loaded, if I'm not mistaken, right? Probably more so for the first three, four years. It's three, it's 53 over three or 70 over four, whatever way you want to look at it. Okay. So there is a drop-off between year three and year four, but it's not a, a ginormous drop-off. Right. Um, the idea that Von Miller coming to the Bills changes the belief that I finally have a player at the one, in my opinion, at least the second, if not the third most important position on the field uh, in the pass rushing role. We had Jerry Hughes for a long time. Jerry Hughes has been extremely productive uh, for his career overall, an above average pass rusher every single year that he, you know, laces him up. But the problem that we were having was Jerry's win rate wasn't trans win rate meaning beating his blocker wasn't translating the sacks for whatever reason he wasn't able to get home there was just the, the last couple of years there's just been this little bit of a drop off that you're not getting the you know the capitalizing on a good rep von miller doesn't normally miss when he beats his rusher it normally ends up in a sack or better yet game-changing plays and that's really what von miller brings that other players don't bring as consistently it's one of the biggest reasons that i question the idea of keeping tremaine Edmonds a obviously a big important piece of this defense but he doesn't make a lot of plays not like game-changing plays he makes plays that make a guy punt but punts are great getting the ball back is great to go score but isn't it better to have a guy that can strip the ball and have a force fumble and maybe return it for a touch on like Von Miller did in the Super Bowl. Like right. That that's yeah. that's well, the, the playoff run he made he made you know some significant plays. He he got Tom Brady for a fumble. There yeah. was you know Miller was uh low key really good and it I, I, I wouldn't say MB like Super Bowl MVP talks, but um but he was a he was a significant you know part of, of that Super Bowl run for LA. Mm-hmm. Big loss, big loss for them, and a you know huge game for Buffalo. Yeah, the the money will come into play if he, for whatever reason, in his waning years, cannot be a productive player anymore. If he ever hits that cliff, if he ever just hits a wall and just that's it, Bob Miller doesn't have it anymore. It could happen, but it's a a, a few people I listen to, um, and read about or read from, I should say. They, they they had me feeling pretty confident in that. Yeah, pass rushers kind of they kind of hold on for a long time. I'm thinking Jared Allen. Like think about Jared Allen down the stretch of his career. He 
he just kept staying pretty good. Yeah. Like pretty damn good. Um, and he, and that's a guy that doesn't never had the gifts that, you know, a Von Miller has. He had the gift of gab. most certainly. Oh, well, but. for first team, all, all personality for sure. Jared for sure. Allen, God bless that man. But I mean, I do remember like down the stretch, I'm like, man, he's still got it. I mean, that's why he was moved at the end of his career. He had something worth, you know, being, being uh, added to a team. So that's what I'm seeing with Von Miller. I'm not scared at the age. I am scared with the money a little bit just because you, you've got a lot of other things you like to do. So no, most certainly, most certainly. But I think Buffalo is in a really good spot right now. Um, you know, to, going forward, I, I think they do need to invest in their offensive line. Still, they have let a couple, uh, I'm not going to say key pieces. I won't say key pieces, but they have let go of some fixtures, uh, John Feliciano, and I believe there was one or two others. They did add that guard from Tennessee. Yeah, so Daryl Williams out, and then um, Solder comes over, and he is going to take that. Not so, no, it's not, not Solder. Solder. Early in the morning, <laughs> brain not working. Starts of Saffold? Saffold, I think. Roger, yeah, Saffold. Roger Saffold, yep. There we go. <laughs> Let me take a little sip of this coffee and get the brain working a little more. <laughs> uh, so I think that's a plus move. Daryl was fine, uh, but not a stalwart, not a guy that you need on your team. They are currently letting Ryan Bates go out and field contracts from other teams. He's a, a restricted free agent. So, and they, they, they tier two uh, tendered him, which means that they don't, get any draft pick compensation if he were to sign with another team, but they are um, able to match any offer before he's able to be a free agent. Like they have to say, no, we're not going to pay you that. So they're, they're letting, they're letting Ryan see what's out there, which is cool in a way. Cause he, he earned it. I mean, the guy, everyone like was pay, begging for him to start for the bill. So it, it, I think it worked out for him, but offensive line, you know, if we end up starting Cody Ford, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we got to add at least two more pieces, I think. One in free agency, and then I would like to double up on that in the draft and draft another interior guy, which I, I actually, I bet they probably do. They normally draft an offensive lineman somewhere in the fourth to sixth round. And, and they're pretty good at it. This is an okay year for offensive lineman too, correct? I'm 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 feeling confident in it. Um, I mean, the first round tackles are next level um the guard out of guard slash center out of iowa um lining 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 google but uh can't think of his name right now uh he's he's definitely worth being drafted but uh overall probably above average there's a, there's several positions of the draft are above average so yeah but yeah overall i think buffalo's in a good spot uh, you know, this is, this is that as a Colts fan, it like pains me to say this, but you know, the all, all chips in mentality, you know, Buffalo has, like we said, Buffalo has been right there so close for the last two years. And, you know, as long as Von Miller and, you know, all these, these, these pieces step up, they just say, we can't forget about, you know, the signing of OJ Howard, a guy who was, you know, uh, on track to be one, you know, one of the best tight ends in the league just three short years ago and has been largely irrelevant uh, in in the Tom Brady era. 
And yeah. now he's coming to Buffalo. He gives you the option, you know, to add some more blockers, which is a nice thing. And some runs mm-hmm. two tight end sets alongside, you know, Dawson Knox. This is, you know, Buffalo has really gone all in and, and, and rightfully so the, sorry, the news is already starting to just pour in. It's just little stuff. Um, but, but this is the, what you need to do when you're that close to, you know, getting there, right. The, the, the chiefs game is still an anomaly to me. It feels like it, you know, and I know it pains a lot of bills fans. It still doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but they're addressing certain things, getting to the quarterback, right. You know, that's their offense is set. I know they just uh, released Cole Beasley, but they still have, you know, they still have some, a very talented uh, wide receiver room, but this team is like, they're that close. They're that close and they're going all in and Bean is making just wondrous deals that have put this team on the map and a, a destination spot for many. Yeah. It, it's capitalizing on um, franchise changing quarterback. You know, it. I've already said it, but um, he's still pretty young in his career too. So you, you, you have a, a, a chance. I, I wish it was just a few years earlier. I feel like just like so many other things in life, COVID kind of screwed the bills in a way of just missing out on just having a full a full competent roster for those two years um, with, with star being eating up such a big part of the contract and not playing that defensive tackle role. That was so important in a game like Indy and so important in a game like Tennessee. And like there, there's been these, and it's small, but that's what it comes down to in football. It's the small things. It's that you couldn't stop the run. You didn't get the first seed. You had to go to Kansas City, and there is where you lost on the coin toss, where right. if you're home, maybe they whiff on the coin toss on their choice, and then you get the ball. I don't know. I, I think the Bills um, are almost like some other teams. Like I'm, I always like to bring up Seattle and how amazing that opportunity was of having Russell Wilson drafted in the third round, turn out to be a superstar. Bam. You go on this run of just dominance for like five years where you're just clearly the best team in the conference. If not, you know, one, one of, so I'm trying to think of like the, like Joe Burrow, like that's the Bengals have a chance to do that. Now you've got this young cost controlled quarterback, and cap space and draft picks, go do this thing. You know who else is out there? Like, you know, uh, the the um, Ravens are still kind of in it. I eventually they're going to have to make a decision on Lamar, but yeah, I mean they're they're That's making swings up this there. Year, I think he's. I think they're 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 planning on playing on the fifth year option, which this, is scary. This is his fifth year. 18, 19, 20, 21. This is his fifth year. This so, is it. Yeah, this is it. It's a wrap after this. So, um. So yeah, Buffalo in a really, really good spot. Uh, very happy for them uh, as far as where they're going. They're they're a team on the right direction, but they know when to go. It's been a nice buildup. To like uh, the psychology of this buildup has been really nice. It's been nice, slow. You got your quarterback. You started implementing some pieces, and it's really been all in the last couple of years to to get this team where it needs to be. And, and Brandon Bean's one of the finest GMs be, because of it. And, and I, you know, just nothing but high regard for him. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, there's been some, again, other trades, little, little frequency signings here and there. Um, you know, my Colts, they, 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 I didn't really care for the move a whole lot, but they did trade for Yannick and Gakwe, 
uh, to, to help bolster their pass rush. I don't know. They gave up their, their young, uh, growing cornerback. So now they have no corner, basically no cornerbacks, a little frustrating with that, but, um, uh, it, it, it's, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous is basically what I'm trying to say because, you know, uh, the Colts, the owners, the team promised an all chips and mentality and they have done little to nothing. So I, I, that team is, uh, it's, it's a hot mess and it's spiraling absolutely out of control. But, um, but I think at this point, Matt, they're, they're too far down the road that you need to honestly, it's, it's what I said last night as a GM as, as Ballard, who we like to pump up there, which now is taking a little slice of humble pie. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to have that good balance of bravado that you're willing to go out and, and pump your chest out and, and make big moves. But you also need to honestly look at your team, look in your conference, look in your division or whatever, and say, how worth it is it to actually go all in? If they went all in on a quarterback, are they winning the Super Bowl? Right. I don't know at this point that wide receiver room oh, right now, well, right, 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 right now. No, and no. They, they, it took too long. It, it, it took too long. You know, they, they did manage to have the most cap space after the Carson Wentz release mm-hmm. or trade, excuse me. Uh, they managed to, to finagle that. Um, that, that was my, that was my issue with, with, uh, we like to call him bargain bin Ballard now. Um, but it is that his hesitancy to, to make stuff happen. I know that there wasn't a plethora of, of top end quarterbacks, you know, um, available to us. Aaron Rodgers ended up staying in green Bay. Russell Wilson ends up going, you know, went for a pretty hefty haul to, to Denver, but it, just a lot of, you know, things that decisions that were made, it just, it, you wait and you wait and you wait and teams aren't afraid to overpay. And I feel like, you know, there's so much hope now for a lot of those teams, even Jacksonville, who we feel like overspent on a lot of things. Eh, offseason heroes, no doubt, you know, this year with, with some of the moves that they've made. But, you know, is it going to translate? We're not entirely certain, but hope. And there's very little right now amongst Colts, the, you know, the Colts fan base and in that locker room, Darius Leonard and others, you know, Kenny Moore have expressed a little frustration with, you know, with the lack of moves or trying to recruit via Twitter, and it just has not panned out, really. Um, it's it's disheartening to know that a team that sent seven to the Pro Bowl last year is uh, this quiet, especially with the most cap space as well. Uh, you know, it, several wide receivers went for decent prices to certain teams. Like, I know it, it's a lot of it when it, hit, when it hits free agency, a lot of it hits, uh, you know, is personal stuff. You know, where do I want to go? But uh, you never hear really anything of, of some of these players being in the conversation for Indianapolis as well. And I think that's where the frustration is starting to, to build up in, in Chris Ballard's, you know, with Chris Ballard's tenure is they, they, you know, this we're going on year six now, I believe. And the, the fact that the team he continually trends downward right? It, it continues to regress retrospectively. I know the Andrew Luck era spoiled. Yes. Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, they went 11 and five and they, they outed him to go get Carson Wentz and you tech, you, you lose t- two extra games and, you know, yeah, well, yeah. Lose two games. 
you took two wins away and added three losses essentially. So, um, you know, it's, it's a frustrating thing for, for, for a fan base to say, but it definitely comes into question. What is the plan for the Colts going forward who now have a giant hole at quarterback and not that many options. Yeah. Uh, It's time to take it on the chin probably. Yeah. Which is okay. In a way. I mean, it sucks for the year and it might even suck for the next year, but, I mean, you you don't get good players without being, especially quarterback, without being in the bottom of the draft. Maybe you guys are the ones that take Malik Willis. And he does what I want him to do, which is grow like a Josh Allen. Grow like a, I don't know who else. He's just a current one. But there's there's been examples of this all the time of guys with extreme tools that just capitalize um, and grow every year. So I wish you the best of luck in that because it. I, w- I also want someone to leave the conference. This is stupid. There's too many good quarterbacks now in the AFC. And the NFC is, uh, it's, who is it now? It's Aaron Rodgers and who? <laughs> And Tampa Tom, the Rams. It's, oh, that's right. Tampa it's, Tom. It's Stafford. That's it. That's really it. How many, how, how many years combined is that? Good grief between those three guys. How many years combined in the league is that? Someone it's should look lot. that up. It's a lot. That was, that's like over 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly feels like it. I think it might be over 50 or pretty damn close to. I think it's over 50. So Brady. Brady's at going into 23. Rodgers okay. started in 2005, so he's going on to his 17th year. So that's 17th or 18th. We're already year. at we're already at 40, and then uh, Stafford oh, came o- in in 09. Yeah, so we're over 50. Yeah, crazy. But I don't know. I don't know if it's spite. Like it, it, it's so hard because you try to have these debates with people who don't want to see the, you know, again as not to make this episode cults oriented, but. um it, it certainly isn't, but, you know, you try to discuss these things with fans and, and fans are just blindly optimistic as to what, you know, Chris Ballard is and, and, and what he's done. He's done some cool things. Don't get me wrong, but the track record is just, just not there for me right now. And I almost, I'm almost ready for a new regime. I know personally, I kind of am. The last couple of years have been just really, really disappointing. Well, do, do you remember the Jim Harbaugh years? As a quarterback? Yeah. A little bit. They were fun. They were exciting. Nah. He took them to the AFC Championship, and nah. they should, They almost won. They almost won. They almost went to the Super Bowl and played the Cowboys. Those they would have smacked. Probably. But, hey, would have been cool. Um, so, yeah, so that's my little tirade about the Colts. Let's go into some uh, – we got two more big uh, news stories this week. Uh, I believe it was Thursday – Excuse me. Uh, I believe it was, yeah, Thursday. Yes, it was Thursday. Uh, out of the blue, I'm walking my dog, and I get a notification that the Packers are trading Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders. And I I was like, what? Prince, we got to go home. We got to get home right now. I got to do the stuff. I got to do the stuff. We got to finish this walk. Did he Let's just see. react to you saying that? No, I was looking. He's sleeping. But yeah, so I was like, we got to get home. Like, this is crazy. Like, what is going on? They just franchise tagged him. I know Devontae Adams said uh, that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to play into the franchise tag, but he's gone. And he went to, you know, obviously he goes to the Raiders, which is a team that 
Uh, many thought we're kind of the bottom feeders of the AFC West. And who knows? They could be still, but they've made some moves this year, too. Um, a lot of rumors going around about why, you know, Rodgers took a relatively team-friendly salary cap hit this year to maybe make room. But apparently he was in the know that if he signs that Devontae Adams might not be back. Um Regardless, I'm happy for Devontae Adams. He's going to the Raiders, a team that he grew up loving, and he gets to play with his college quarterback. And and, uh, I almost said David Carr, Derek Carr. But uh, I think this is not a good sign of things to come for for Green Bay Packers. Now Aaron Rodgers is without the best wide receiver in football, and he's going to be throwing to Randall Cobb. Mm -hmm. And Marcus. No, he's a free, I think. Oh, Jesus. I think he is. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyone that's played with Rodgers will probably want to come back and sign with them. They'll just, they're just, uh, they're just enjoying their vacation right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They, there's, there's some things they can do still. Um, Julio Jones is a free agent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he's probably better than your, your third or is fourth he wide receiver? Are you probably. He? I don't know. I don't trust Julio. I don't trust Julio anymore. Well, just don't pay him a lot of money, and then it's not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess he so. might take. He might take a pay cut and play to play with Rogers on a you know a nice team friendly deal. Um, the one name that was floated around um was Cole Beasley being a slot guy. He loves his slot guys, but they they already have Randall Cobb. Yeah, I, they're gonna have to draft a wide receiver in the first round. <laughs> they have the picks now. I think they got what was it? A first, a first and a, a second. second. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are like, "Oh, that's low, that's low." Well, the reason why everybody is because that they have to whoever gets them has to you know deal with a new contract. And the Raiders did it. He they paid him pretty handsomely. I think he's making twenty eight million a year on average. You get. Yeah, apparently Green Bay was offered to match or go over that, but yeah, Devontae's pretty happy right now with uh, with the Raiders. But I think it is a bad a sign of bad things to come. And you know, I I hate watching these these clickbaity you know TV shows like uh, was it Undisputed with Skip mm-hmm. and Shannon Sharp. But uh, they brought it. You know, Shannon Sharp brought up some good points. You know, the uncertainty about Aaron Rodgers going forward. Um, you know, I, I don't hate Aaron Rodgers as much as everybody else, but you know, every year it's something new. And Devontae, why would Devontae Adams want to get locked up into a deal where maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back? Uh, and they have to go to Jordan Love for there's you know, there's uncertainty at quarterback. There's Jordan Love ain't it. it let's just say that. We don't I, I don't believe that Jordan Love is it. And I th- feel like a lot of factors played into Devontae Adams leaving. Vegas is a much nicer place than, than, than Green Bay, Wisconsin. There's no doubt about it. But the, uh, but it's it, it's it's certainly exciting for the Raiders. I, not so much Green Bay fans. I think the future looks a little bleak at the moment, you know, losing to Darius Smith and, and, and now him. And uh, But for the Raiders, I think it's a really good – it's it's a really good thing. And, and, man, what an exciting QB wide receiver tight end tandem that they have right now. Uh, yeah. With with Carr, Waller, Adams, and of course you can't forget about Hunter Renfro. 
And of course, we can't forget that they just signed uh, Chandler Jones. Uh, Chandler Jones decided to, uh, to to end up going there. The mm-hmm. Raiders are that's another all chips in team too, man. They're really going all out. They yeah. they're looking to stay afloat in this uh, in this division. Yeah, it's uh, definitely time to swing on Vegas because I don't think you're going to get too many more years out of Carr playing at the level he did last year. So if he's going to remain your quarterback for the next four years, then yeah, go get a guy that can play with him for the next four years that makes him literally the best version of himself that he possibly can be, which is go get a teammate that he played with in college, but not just a teammate, a guy that went on to just develop such amazing, you know, studies. Like I want him to, write a class on what it, what it takes to be an elite wide receiver in the NFL. Cause I think he could do a damn good job. If, even if it's just, just video of his feet, just watch his feet. <laughs> just seriously, just watch those, those little tiny feet underneath there. Just chopping up the I ground. Think, I think there's an only fans market for that. <laughs> I am. I am first member. <laughs> I'm signing up right now. Give me all the wide receiver route cutups of just what they're doing with those feet. Yeah. Uh, now I sound like Rick's right. <laughs> no, it's, it, it is, it is an elite level move, man. You know what I was thinking though, Matt, that's a little sucky about all that. And it's not the first time that this has happened. Uh, Vegas is hosting the draft, right? And they don't have any picks until the third round now. Oh, sucks. oh yeah, that yeah. is true. So day one, you know, night one, when it's their should have been their pick, that would be the moment. Like Vegas fans, you know, rah, but now we don't get that. No, we really don't. I mean, are there really is is Vegas really a huge fan base? Or is it like a tourist destination kind of I thing? I don't know. I don't know. But it it, it has happened before though that. The, the team that was hosting, the, they didn't have a pick. <laughs> right. But I, I think it was, I mean, I think it was wise. It's a nice way. I mean, one for Josh McDaniels to enter his, his tenure as head coach for the Raiders. There's, there's so much excitement right now. People thought that the Raiders were kind of at a dead end, right? I think a lot of people seen that team last year, which overcame so much, uh, whether it be the, uh, oh God, the, the, the you know, the, the, the big car accident with, um, Oh, Henry Ruggs with Henry Ruggs or just some of the other, just some of the other aspects, the, 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 the John Gruden situation mm-hmm. right now, if I'm a Raiders fan, I am pumped and I am elated to know that I can compete with the best of the AFC West right now. Like I, not just the AFC West, because obviously they've, they've been relatively competitive in that division, even in their down years. But if I'm the Raiders, if I'm a Raiders fan, I know that I'm one of the best teams in the national football league right now. On paper, it's you know whether execution or not. That's that's the big thing. But this squad is good, and to add all that, Derek Carr is playing on a contract. This is a contract year for him. Most guys play really really good on a contract year. You've given Derek Carr the tools necessary to succeed and be a top tier team. I, it would not surprise me to see the Raiders back in the playoffs in in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I would bet on it. Go go on your favorite sports betting app right now and put 10 books down on them being at least a wild card team. I mean, it does, you, you just have to be the eighth best team. That's <laughs> not that hard. Seven, seven best team. <laughs> eight would be too much, but it would be cool. But uh, yeah, so the Raiders they could pull good. up. They could pull off eight. They did one. They did one time before. I, it, it might be a little too much. That's I how think old it, I am. I think if I remember this, that you do, you was that yeah. 80, 
82 or 87? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. If it was 82, I definitely remember. Yeah, I think it was. I, born. I think it was 82. Uh, <laughs> I think it was 82. But, um, but yeah, the Raiders are in a really good spot. You know, right now with this Devontae Adams acquisition, they have a true wide receiver one now. And it's not like Renfro is going to take, you know, Renfro, if anything, it benefits Hunter Renfro even more because Devontae Adams is going to draw double coverage. And Renfro is just a freak. He ended up pretty much wide receiver one uh, last year. And he ended up a, an absolute freak. Now the big thing is to keep, you know, Darren Waller upright. And this offense is, is, is a, this is a top five offense right now. You know, if you keep Waller and Josh Jacobs, you know, upright. Yeah. And see who they drafted the third, their third round pick. I mean, that third round picks can develop in the guys in year one of being contributors. So, right. So yeah, Raiders in a really good spot, but this brings us to our final, uh, you know, final aspect of all this is the Deshaun Watson trade, all right, which happened late. Well, no, it was actually kind of early Friday. I was getting ready to drive out to Brian's place, uh, you know, to enjoy a lovely dinner of, it was, yeah, just it was, a, it was a really nice night. And I got the notification, breaking news, Deshaun Watson has waived his no trade clause to go to Cleveland, uh, to the Cleveland Browns, all right? This is surprising on a, on a, on a bunch of different factors. I, I think one that he, you know, one that he decided to go to Cleveland and just piling on with this massive shift of power from the, it, the AFC is just so front loaded, so front loaded. And two, he had actually, his agent had told Cleveland that they were out of the running for, mm-hmm. uh, for a quarterback. From what we heard yesterday throughout most of Friday, is that it was down to Atlanta, who he had reached out to because he uh, was a ball boy there at one point. I think he had grown up in the Atlanta area right. and New Orleans. Now, a lot of dominoes are going to fall from this move to Cleveland. All right, A lot of things have to happen. It's also caused a lot of damage uh, in relationships, of course. Uh, but let's start off with the, this Deshaun Watson trade first and foremost. What does this mean for Cleveland and the grand scope of uh, maybe the? Let's start off with the AFC because I th- I feel like winning an AFC championship right now is might be a little bit more valuable than winning a Super Bowl. I did like right now the value is pretty high in, in, in representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Lamar Hunt is. I can't be de facto, but God damn, if you if you make it all the way through that. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. That's you're a probably call. not winning the Super Bowl because you're going to be beat up. <laughs> I know. It's going to be a, it's literally going to be a meat grinder this year. Yeah. I, say what you want um, about what I'm about to say, but uh, it moved the needle going from Baker to Deshaun. But at the same time, man, I don't know. Like Houston Texans had owned him and he was awesome. Did, did they ever, you know, win the AFC? No. Did, did they ever reach the Super Bowl? No. You know, he, in 2020, his his last year of playing, did did he, you know, uh, play really well? Yeah, but the team was terrible. Right. The team overall was not a good team. So is Cleveland the organization that's going to f- put him always in the best situation? I mean, they've got, you know, one guy, Miles Garrett. That's awesome. Um, some other pieces on defense too are pretty good. Overall, I guess their defense is 
above average, uh, but it's nothing that I'm scared of. Like as you know, an NFL team going in there with a competent quarterback and good wide wide receivers. Are you that scared of Cleveland? Not really. You know, they just traded away three first round picks now. So it's not even like they can add, you know, what should be more top end talent the next three years with Deshaun. So each year they're starting out in the second round, trying to find the next elite talent for their position of need. Right. I I just, it, I'm probably just jaded a little bit just because I, I, I know who Patrick Mahomes in and how amazing he is. Right. You know, I, I, I know what Russell Wilson has done. I saw what Joe Burrow just did last year. So yeah. Adding Deshaun Watson, who at the time when he last playing was a, easily a top five quarterback, but we don't even know if he's going to get to play next year. And then if that's another year skip forward, then that bargain year contract is gone and his new contract kicks in and it's silly because he's getting paid more than Aaron Rodgers. He's getting paid more than Patrick Mahomes. He's getting yeah. paid better than guys that are going to the hall of fame is Deshaun Watson for sure. A hall of fame quarterback that's going to elevate teammates around him. I don't know, dude. He played with Deandre Hopkins. Like he's never had to play fairly. Uh, yeah. He, it, I mean, his 2020 season was, you know, his lack of help. Uh, he, he still did pretty good. And I know stats aren't everything. It's a lot of situational stuff. But, you know, it, he did have a lack of help. I will give him props there because he, he did. He did. He, he played pretty tremendously uh, in that 2020 season as the mm-hmm. team was starting to recover from the uh, the, the Bill O'Brien, uh, you know, just meltdown, just team meltdown. I will give him that. Uh as far as a needle mover, I don't think it's too far fetched that Cleveland is one of the top, you know, you know, is, is again, one of the top half AFC teams. I do think that Deshaun Watson gets them that, uh, the thing I am worried about though, is the offense. You know, people keep saying that Cleveland is a quarterback. was been a quarterback away the last couple of years. Well, OBJ is gone. Maybe there's, maybe there's potential. Uh, sorry, maybe there's potential that OBJ wants to return without Baker Mayfield under center. Um, maybe there's potential with, with that, but you just let go of Jarvis Landry, who I know he's not the same wide receiver that he was uh, several years ago, but you let him go. And you have Amari Cooper, you know, plus yeah, you got in David and Joku. You let go of Austin Hooper. The running backs, I, I, think, I think they have Kareem Hunt. I can't, I don't remember if he's a free agent or not. I feel like we touched on this, but Nick Chubb, I think he's in a better situation than he was that last yeah. year in Houston. There's yeah. no doubt about it, but we're really going to see. Um, I'm kind of having 2019 Texans vibes right now. Like with Amari's obviously going to be number one. They have a decent enough team to make like a, a run, so to speak, maybe, maybe divisional round, but you know, as far as where they fit in, you know, in this grand scheme of things, I I, I don't know. I mean, it, this is a landmark deal, $230 million guaranteed. Like, that's his contract. There's never been anybody remotely close to that. I think Aaron Rodgers is the, the closest one, $150 million fully guaranteed. Um, I like watching the player. I, I do think he is talented. And when he, you know, it, it's time, I, I, I'm drooling over the idea of him paired up with Kevin Stefanski. I, I, I really do think, that's good. I just, 
I don't know. For Cleveland, I feel like they had to. I feel like they were obligated to to make waves. They're, you know, they're run the last couple of years. They're run the last couple of years is, you know, it peaked, it peaked that divisional playoff game against Kansas City. And I know Baker was hurt last year, but it's really it started to it started to unravel the last couple of years. Yeah. And uh it's it's you know, I, I get why they had to make a shocking like this, 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 this big move to kind of shake things up for themselves because Cincinnati surpassed them in a year, right? And yep. and and Cleveland's been building up to something special, but Cincinnati surpassed them with like a, a pretty much a one season turnaround. Um, you know, I I I like I like the move for the on field stuff, and the off field stuff is not for me to say neither here nor there. Um, that's, that's, that's really not up for me to, I know there's a lot of Cleveland Browns fans, uh, melting down. They're, they're breaking down. They're looking for new teams. I understand that mentality. I understand the mentality and why, and it's such a sticky, tough situation, but as far as on field play, I, I, I do think this, this was probably the best option for, uh, this was the best option for, uh, for for Cleveland as far as staying competitive in the AFC. I agree with you. Uh, I will touch on the off field a little bit, just in the fact of, I think that the NFL needs to draw a line in the sand and decide whether or not they are a, if if playing in the NFL is a right as an a as an a, a uh, football player, you know extreme athletes, you know is it their right to to be able to play football, or is it a privilege? Right. In my opinion, being given you know have God given gifts that make you a phenomenal athlete that has an ability to make millions of dollars and have your face shown to millions of people, you know, all, all this fame, all this attention, that's privilege. So I feel that if you're going to be handing out punishment, you need to pick that and you need to decide that yes, all players are allowed to play as long as they're cleared of all wrongdoing by the eyes of our own judicial system? Or do you say, no, if you mess up, and this is my opinion, probably a lot more than a mess up. I'll never know the full details, nor do I really want to. But anytime that something like this is brought up, I I feel that it's in, you put yourself in a situation that you obviously got in trouble here. Something happened. So in my opinion, I would love for the NFL to take a stand like that and just say, it's a privilege to play in this league. So if you're out there and you're drinking and driving and you hurt someone, you don't get to play anymore. Right. If you're out there and you're doing something awful in the domestic situation, you don't get to play in the league anymore. I'm sorry. It, we all have to live by these rules in society and even if you, you know, did, are, you know, lucky enough to um, not have to deal with any sort of legal ramifications, but I'm sure that you 
understand and embrace the idea that second chances can happen, but not for everything in life. His second chance can be you learn from this and grow as a human being. That's your second chance. It's not playing in the NFL, in my opinion. That is the only stance I will take is that it's disappointing that the league that is so important in my life that runs the team that I root for and I care about. I, I wish they they would just take a stand and just right. say, this is our code of conduct. You break the code of conduct. That's it. We're not talking suspensions. We're literally just talking. You're out. Call up to CFL. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a large ethics debate in, in uh large ethics debate for the national football league, as far as, you know, suspensions and stuff. Like I said, I'm not going to give my take on it. I'm, I, I don't want to be one of those people who uh, are not trained in something, you know, and, and, and like to give my opinion. I really, I'm not like that. Uh, and we try to stay away from the, we, we try to sometimes stay away from the off field stuff, but uh, listen, there's, I get everybody's stance on it. I, I, I completely do. There's a lot of questions. I know morally me as a person, I believe in innocent until proven guilty, but yep. there's a lot of suspicious, you know, and timing is everything. Timing is, is everything with all of this. So I yep. I'm neither here nor there. I can right, only, you're walking. I get to Matt like a wholeheartedly because we have these conversations while not recording too. So correct. That's the great thing about when me and you talk about this in a recording format. I, I, I also want to walk that same line of it's, judicial and the process happened right what do you want from me you know what i mean yeah and that's the way i feel it's the process happened and the league already has their own process set out there's nothing else to talk about yeah you you can feel how you feel right and that's okay just don't get mad at each other and just don't call each other horrible things over this. Oh, that's 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 the the biggest thing. If your uncle is a diehard browns fan and this doesn't change it don't be mad at him right don't don't it's not his fault it's but it is it's his team like that's what there's so many strong feelings that get brought into this because of memories and and moments in your life that are tied to this team right so. no it's yeah, it's a lot let's yeah that, that, i think that's one of the big moral things of, of all this is to not it's treat something each other that you've bad. taught me yeah it's something you've taught me my friend is that it's, it's all about how you treat each other yeah yeah you have to you can't get wrapped up in and all all the madness, all the uh, all the emotion, just just be good to one another. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, as far as Watson goes, he does put Cleveland in, in, in on field. He does put them um, right now in a, in a in a relatively decent spot. Um, this opens up a lot of you know other quarterback things. Again, going back to the Colts, what were the Atlanta Falcons going to do to repair? I I I, can't, I shouldn't say repair. They've been pretty open with with Matt Ryan um, about their deal, you know, going to look for go a younger route, look for Deshaun Watson, but maybe they have to deal Matt Ryan. And of course, Baker Mayfield, where does he sit in all this? This has been a wild, crazy few days for him. Um, it's been a wild and crazy few days for for Baker Mayfield. And, you know, it went from oh, we're not getting Deshaun. Baker, you know, screw y'all. I want to trade to <laughs> And Cleveland being like, no, we're not going to trade you to, oh, we got Deshaun. And uh, yeah, we're looking for a trade partner for Baker. Where does, where does Baker sit in all of this? I was hoping that we didn't even talk about this just because <laughs> I, 
I do, because this, I think it 100% um, brings you in regardless, Matt, which is if you ask me what is Baker's best situation, his best situation to win right now would be a team like Indy. Yeah. It's not, it's not a strong division. They've got some good pieces on defense. They've got plenty of draft picks to keep adding. You know, they've got, you know, Pittman Jr., very strong offensive line, maybe took a little bit of hit with letting um, that guard go, but still, you know, more than capable offensive line, a phenomenal superstar running back. It feels very uh, Clevelandy. You know what I mean? Kind of like that situation again. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think win now, as far as what I think would actually be best for him is maybe a Mitchell Trubisky situation. And I'm not saying actually play with the bills. I'm just saying, go to a place, take some humble pie, learn from someone. Um, who could, Ooh, I mean, there's, there's a few destinations. There even talks about maybe Cleveland holding on to him, which wouldn't, I think that'd be very toxic. Uh, just holding him for this fifth year option, but I, I don't think that would be, I don't think that'd he, be a good idea. But he has, he has value. Right. You might as well get, try and get something back for what you've given up for Deshaun. Yeah. Right? You might as well try and get something back. I think you can get somebody valued him to like a, at least around two, at least around two at, at the highest. Yeah. Around two pick. Uh, if I was a draft pick. Yeah. If I was a team that, you know, needed a guy that, um, dang, how come I can't think off the top of my head? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to place a team that's, that's clearly, got, oh, I mean, it's Seattle. Seattle, Seattle has talked about maybe trading for him for QB1. That know, makes sense. For QB1. Once again, heavy, heavy passing, man, him and, ooh, DK. Ooh. Might be interesting. Could be. Lockett. But it might be interesting. Ooh. I don't know. Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll would like Baker. Yeah. The thing with the, the move to the potential move to Indianapolis, which, you know, at this point, it's like, Jesus Christ, I'll take anybody. Um, not just uh, not anybody, but, I, you know, I, I like some some reason to have some hope for this year. It's it's, it's bleak, but um, they just got rid of Carson for apparently behind the scenes issues. And, you know, is when a move to I mean, Maybe a move to Indy is it could be good structurally, but uh, I I don't I don't think that's the right move. I think the Colts would find themselves in a, a situation much like last year, where uh, maybe he can be all right uh, there, but you know Baker responds to everything. I don't blame him for doing it. I don't blame for him for going back and forth with Colin Cowherd defending himself, um, but you know going back and forth with Cleveland Browns fans, you know when they started to boo him, which unjustifiable I, I it's baker put his body in the line it, it's it's one of those just tough situations i uh, that i can i don't know if i could mentally ever deal with but yeah he's just uh you know there, there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot with baker right now i i don't i really don't know where the right fit for him is there probably isn't a perfect fit right he he, he carries a very dark cloud with him right now which is he is known as that guy that that likes to he's combative that's what he is it's it's it it crosses the line from competitive and being 
very proud of yourself, but having a lot of pride, um, it, it, it comes across a lot of times more as I'm going to beat you up over this idea. Not right. literal, but you know what I mean? I am willing to stand in front of you and just be loud and obnoxious in a lot of ways, you know, but that, but that's what I always thought when he was in college was like, he's not like everyone else. And I kind of like that. I, I, I like a quarterback with swagger, you know, I like a guy that's willing to walk into the locker room and, you know, be a little bit of BD swing in between your legs, you know, that kind of bravado, you know, that yeah, what an image I tried to paint there. I didn't mean to do that, but <laughs> no, it's, but you, I mean, you bring a good, you make a good point. He, he certainly doesn't lack confidence. That that's that that's that's one that's one decent aspect, and he's pissed off right now. So that that could play into a good way, uh, for Baker to to think you're the savior of Cleveland in in many yeah. ways. He is. He yeah. made Cleveland. You know the same reason I'll give you know another controversial figure credit. Colin Kaepernick, he made San Francisco 49ers football relevant again. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield made Cleveland Browns football relevant again. You know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough situation for, for all these, you know, it's for, for all these guys. So I just, uh, yeah, it, we're probably due for a very a relatively exciting upcoming week. Still, it definitely won't hold the same drama that this week held uh, real quick before we close up this episode too. What's your AFC pecking order at this point in time? Well, as far as, you know, who looks the best on paper, maybe what, maybe rank everybody who's taking a hit, you know, who's, who's, who's really, you know, up. Let's say your top five, your top five AFC teams on paper right now. The, the Chiefs are number one for me because they haven't lost anything and they're slowly adding stuff. Yes, I know Tyron Matthew is out, but he wasn't playing that much for them anyways. He was, he's getting hurt um, down his career. So th- they're fine for me at number one. I would probably put the bills at two. I would put the chargers at three and that's very close. That's like one, a one B and then two is very close. Like chargers are all by themselves as, as the second tier, I think. Um, and then, you get into the third tier of kind of like murkiness, which is can the Bengals do it again? Okay. I feel like they've, they've in in my eyes, I test they've taken a weird hit. The Bengals have over this year, like over this off season already, like they're, they're another team with so much cap space, but what else is going on with them? You know? Yeah. Um, then I would have to go, hmm, so Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, Bengals. Then I would probably say, I guess the Raiders. I guess the Raiders feel okay there. Um, No one in the South. No. No one in the East. Not in the top five. No. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess the the Ravens probably the Ravens. So let's do this again. So Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, Bengals. Then I'll do Ravens. Then I'll do Raiders. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I have Buffalo number one again. I think they're keeping a lot of they're keeping a lot of the good, and they're adding. You know, they're adding 
they're compromising the bad and, and making it, you know, better. So I think that's a plus. So I got bills one based on some of the moves. I have chargers two. I'm like, I'm really liking their defense this year. Their offense mm-hmm. has been electric. We're getting year three of Herbert. So I have chargers two. Um, I have Raiders three. I think the oh. Raiders have taken a dramatic step forward. All right. Uh, Bengals four and chiefs five. The chiefs have been pretty quiet too. I know that they just added Juju Smith Schuster uh, Saturday and um, Oh, Oh, never mind. I, I, I follow notifications for this one, one page on Twitter and it's just a bunch of BS. So yeah. uh, it's like rumors and stuff. But, um, yeah, you know, the Chiefs just added Juju Smith-Schuster, who, you know, it really thrives when he's not a wide receiver one. But I, I feel like moves-wise, I test on paper. That's that's where the top five's at. You have to have the defending AFC champions, you know, in there somehow, even though they've been quiet. But, listen, Joe Burrow's awesome in that offense. That hasn't changed. That 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 team hasn't changed. But I feel like defensively, the reason, what, reason why I'm putting the Chargers and the Raiders up ahead is because these teams are prepared now on, you know, again, on paper. They've acquired the pieces that can help them challenge the Josh Allens and the Patrick Mahomes style, you know, the Bills and Chiefs style of offenses. I feel like teams are starting to adapt now to those those mobile-esque, uh, but really, really good passer-type quarterbacks. I, I think that, yeah. that the, you know, we always say that, you know, the stuff change right right the defense comes up with a new scheme that you know in, across the nfl defense comes up with a new look the offenses have to adjust to it and vice versa and i think we're starting to see that the, the you know the defenses are starting to adjust towards this more um this high octane eric coriel-esque offensive style that that a lot of teams are are taking over this this mm-hmm. just downward you know just passing deep just pass 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 and not invest a whole lot in the running back. I feel like that's where, you know, it, that's where the Bills and Chiefs are. And But these other teams are starting to adjust to, you know, where they're at in that regard. Yeah. If, if you've got the, the missiles in the silo, then I say go ahead and fire those things because there's a lot of teams that don't. Those yeah. teams like the Dolphins. Those teams like the Jets. Those teams like the Patriots, who are literally going to try and ground and pound you to death. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it almost seems archaic in a way. Yeah, <laughs> it works every now and then, but not not at, not in high stakes football. That's for sure. Not, not over seventeen games. Nope. But all right, uh, Brian, is there anything you wanted to add before we close up shop for this episode? Uh, the only other thing is I was thinking about Baker and the idea of he was drafted first overall, and that was kind of the first time that he had fully been embraced and chosen above other quarterbacks, he had to uh, walk on two different times in college. He was at Texas Tech, and they brought in Patrick Mahomes, and he was not given the job, so he had to transfer. But when he did, he didn't earn the job. He had to, like, like it wasn't, like, given to him. Twice he did that. Right. So if, if there's an underdog story in the season, um, let's see Baker Mayfield get some sort of redemption in all this, go out to Seattle, make them better than we anticipated and maybe get them into the playoffs somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'd be kind of cool. 
no, that would be uh it would be a, it would be a fun story. We're all for redemption stories here. Um, that's for sure. But that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're listening to us this weekend, throughout the week. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us talk about the current state of the National Football League and the you know the, the new league year just starting in 2022. Um, or yeah, new league year starting on Wednesday for 2022. So we appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Brian and I, till next time, the two point conversation is good. Yeah, spot.